if you are promoting beauty products in any way, whether that's as an influencer, a blogger, as a journalist, as just any, you know, a person on Instagram, if you are promoting skincare and if you are talking about how to improve your skin and using this product and using that product and brightening and things, and you don't disclose that you also have have had Botox, I just think that's incredibly disingenuous. Hello and welcome to The Glow Up, presented by Stellar Magazine. I'm Vicky Notaro and as usual, I'm here to talk to one of my favourite people about one of my favourite things, beauty. So before we start, I want to say a big thank you to our sponsors, Ellie Sable Le Parfum. They're celebrating 10 years of the iconic fragrance inspired by the fabulous designer's childhood memories. The original fragrance evokes the scent of flowers in his family's Mediterranean garden. Nice, if you can get it. Um, transcribing the duality of its universe. I love perfume talk. Light of the East and Madonna of the West. It's sophisticated, luminous and floral with orange blossom and jasmine, honeyed rose and patchouli. It's lovely. The range has continued to blossom over the past decade with new fragrances to embody the Lebanese designer's vision of femininity. Le Parfum in White, Le Parfum Royale and Le Parfum Essentiel. You can shop the full range at dpharmacy.ie. And to mark 10 years of Le Parfum, Ellie Sable donated a contribution out of the sales from this campaign to UNICEF's program, Integrated Education and Wellbeing for Vulnerable Girls in the Lebanon, which is amazing. And it provides a, a learning and wellbeing package to ensure that vulnerable adolescent girls have access to education and other basic services. So fair play to them. Now, our guest this fortnight is a gal that's been doing this stuff pretty much as long as I have and a stalwart of the modern uh, Irish journalism scene and beauty expert. She is an editor, a journalist, a beauty writer and an all-round sound gal. It is the gorgeous Ashlyn Keenan. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, really, really, really <laughs> struggling to narrow down a list of beauty products. That, that like <laughs> when you said two, six, or seven, I was like, "Well, this is going to take hours." So, I know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, let's see how many we get through. <laughs> we, all, we all have our, our absolute faves. So, Ashling, tell us what you've been yeah. up to. Obviously, you've just had a new baby. Massive congratulations on that. Thank you. That's uh, yeah, it's occupying quite a quite a bit of my time at the minute. But um, I'd imagine so. She's, yeah. She's She's, she's full time, uh, which is which is what most babies are. I, I gather uh, <laughs> she's fifteen weeks now, so I am. Um, oh God! Yeah, so she's she's still very small, but um, she's an absolute joy, and she's also an absolute witch sometimes. <laughs> it just depends on the, the <laughs> like day. all of us. Sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, but like I'm, I'm actually. I was really nervous. I thought I was going to just completely be a disaster of a mother, and I'm really enjoying it. So I count myself very oh, that's lucky. Lovely. For that. It's going really well. And yeah. I love her name, Lydia Shakespearean. Lydia. Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Gorgeous. She's, uh, I'm I, delighted for you. And my consultant kept saying when she was in my belly, and I God only knows how my consultant gathered this, but she kept saying she was a very elegant uh, baby when she was still <laughs> when she was still in there. Like, um, and I, I thought, that. well, God, I'm going to have to give her some kind of absolutely ladylike, beautiful name, and Lydia just seemed to fit her so <laughs> gorgeous maybe it was the way she was lying elegantly like yeah sure I don't I was know the absolute opposite <laughs> I mean it just looked like a load of black squiggly lines to me so I, I don't know sure yeah but um yeah no Amazing. She's, she's brilliant and so have you kind of returned to work yet or are you are you taking yeah. it kind of handy no, well, like when you work for yourself, I like I ha- if I'm not working, I'm I'm not earning anything. So I went yeah. back and I did. I was kind of doing a few bits and pieces, 
um, from about three weeks on. Um, and I mean bits and pieces, like answering a couple of emails here and there. Um, and then at about when she was about 11 weeks, um, I got childcare for one day a week, which is Monday. So I'm able to like basically do three days work squished into one day on Monday. And then I just grab errors here and there and everywhere. Yeah. So, but I th- the thing is when you're a freelance, like I have got that flexibility. I can work on a Saturday, I can work on a Sunday. I, um, I really love what I do. So I actually don't mind sitting down to work on the weekends, you know, so, um, I would just, you just have to make it work. It's a bit of a juggle, um, but yeah. you know, I have great support. So yeah, I'm making it work. Fair, fair play to it. Like Jesus, if I have my period, I'm like hiding from work in, in my bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> and it's much easier to do that now um, that we're working from home. But I don't know about you, like, are, do you have somewhere that you go to work or are you just yeah. kind of in your house? No, I have. I have um, one of our spare bedrooms is my office and it really, okay. really helps to, you know, to actually come into the office, close the door, sit at my desk, use a desktop as opposed to a laptop and yes. really feel like I'm in an office environment because it just, it, it like, it's muscle memory almost from years of being, you know, in that environment in a magazine. Um, So sitting at a desk and, and using my desktop to work, I really just feel in work mode and it helps me to yeah. switch off from uh parenting mode which can be difficult to yeah. switch out of but um no I, I like that I have I'm very lucky to have a, a space that I can work at home and I, I don't have to like use the kitchen table and um, so it really has helped me um since like lockdown started but also just working from home because I'd say before lockdown I probably would have been working at home two and a half days every week and other than that I would have been out and about at meetings or at you know bits and pieces but um it has especially since lockdown it's been really beneficial to be able to have a place to um you know sit absolutely and I'm jealous really focus. yeah I so, mean I uh, have yeah. I technically have an office as in our spare bedroom is my office but it's also yeah. my glam room which was what it was always meant to be which is basically just a space for me to keep my shit <laughs> and yeah. as you know we journalists have a lot of shit and it's also <laughs> yeah. like the laundry room as well so now it's my okay. office like I'm literally sitting here surrounded by clothes on the floor and my dogs come in and they're like oh a soft space to sit and I'm like no that's clean the floor is just resting place you know so that that's chaotic but yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm missing the office now hopefully we'll be back soon Jesus yeah. like I, I forget I forget how to function as a human like how am I going to get up in the mornings and, and actually put on a bra and walk to the office and like you know buy my lunch and I just the bra thing is actually oh. the, like the, the prospect of returning to bras just Stop I mean boob jail horrendous. I hate it like the worst literally thing ever, the worst things ever invented and I was very bold because I let myself get used to no underwires during the yeah. first lockdown mm-hmm. and like as, as we all did we had to be kind to ourselves but like literally I swear to god my boobs stretched like two inches <laughs> lower <laughs> from the yeah. few months Same. So yeah. I'm like Same. I'm like no you can't you have to so I remember it was I think it was lockdown too yeah I was like bitch you have to wear a bra every day like this this <laughs> yeah. is it it doesn't have to be a you know a proper plunge bra or anything but it has to have an underwire just <laughs> yeah re- retrain the ladies yeah. yeah you're gonna yeah. pay for it I'm yeah. gonna have to get fucking surgery now it's very upsetting yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so Oh, just a bit of background we've known yeah. each other a long time you've been you we were a, a staff editor at you magazine when I was mm-hmm. working on Kiss and Stellar back in the day mm-hmm. what's yeah. that about 12 13 years ago now yeah um, about 13 yeah yeah it's not, so, it's not like, a little bit more god 
Maybe a little bit more, yeah. Jesus yeah. world. Jesus. I know. I know. <laughs> so we both kind of came up through the ranks and yeah. started doing beauty. And it kind of like, it's kind of full circle moments, isn't it? Like we, you kind of started out in the Irish Independent doing beauty. I kind of went there a few years later and was editing yeah. magazines. And you were editing magazines while I was yeah. freelance. And now I'm editing yeah. while you're freelance. I'm freelance, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it's funny. They've, there's been parallels. But I mean, yeah. I guess, you, like, you know what it's like to be a mag so yeah. so you and I have a lot in common in that respect yeah and I loved I mean I just totally being on a magazine on staff was my dream from you know when I was so yeah. young like Same. so young I mean I remember my mother told me that when I was a child like when I was three or four I would ask for scissors and cut up bits of newspapers and bits of she used to read hello and okay Aww. and uh, <laughs> and she I used to cut up pictures and and stick them onto A4 pages and then try and sell them to my parents. Oh for my 20p. God, amazing. You yeah, so like, I love that. I was, I was, yeah, well, I mean, aside from the clear want for money, I also, <laughs> obviously, I, I really liked the idea. And I used to, fl- I used to read her magazines from when I couldn't read, you know, I'd, I'd flick through yeah. and they have videos of me doing that. So it was obviously just in me. Like, and so when I ended up working for magazines, it was just, I mean, the best thing that could have the happened. Best. And, You've fun just stirred, stirred a memory. Oh, sorry, go on. Tell me your oh, fun yeah, fact no, first. Just gonna, just gonna say, fun <laughs> fact. I was Stellar Magazine's very first intern. Intern, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I was there. I was working on Kiss at the you time. Were on Kiss, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were all, you know, very hurriedly trying to uh, get Stellar together because yeah. the editor had just kind of she'd only given herself like three months, I think, to launch this new magazine, and it was a bit of a yeah, like everybody was just trying to, as with anything, you just have to do it and then it's done, yeah. you know. But yeah. yeah. Everyone was a bit panicked but yeah I remember the amount yeah. of people who've like worked who've crossed paths and who've kind of yeah. come through like the only place that I haven't actually worked full time was well it doesn't exist anymore was Harmonia which used to have Tatler and New Magazine I'd yeah. never actually been a staffer there and you were and it's yeah. funny because th- there are only so many magazine companies in Ireland very very few these days very few um, yeah. so it's yeah it's funny but uh, what I was going to say there was that you you um you made me remember something I'd rather not but a friend oh, no. of mine when I was a kid he used to do that with page three and like his dad's <laughs> porno magazines <laughs> he didn't even bother like you know he just used to cut them out and put them in an envelope and try and sell them in school for 50 p. <laughs> that is I mean that's genius you have it's to admire entrepreneurial. that in a person that, yeah absolutely. like absolutely and Hilarious. I mean, back in the day when, you know, <laughs> Pornhub was inaccessible to mm. everyone, like that's I know. That absolutely genius. I'm, I'm you had to get your kid. kicks. <laughs> but yeah hilarious but yeah I was the same like I now have a complete addiction anyone that follows me online will know that I love my take a breaks and my that's life mm, magazines yeah yeah and that's because my nanny used to read them when I was a child and I would literally rob them for when for, from her when I was five or six and I'd do all the yeah. puzzles and like they're probably fucking shite but yeah. <laughs> like so I grew up and I remember saying to my husband recently he was like what is it that you get out of these mags like and I was like Joe I want crime I want cheating and I want fighting that's all you want I the want worst you them. want the worst yeah. of the worst yeah yeah I mean no there, there is worse like some of them are very mm. dodged but I just want you know my husband rode my ma like 
like that's, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. my absolute my, favorite my nan, the magazines that my nanny used to read were the ones that you got from the church they're like oh different they're like holy magazine <laughs> but I no I'm not joking I used to try and find juice in those magazines I used to be like flicking through going god this looking week, for sin please. yeah like is there anything good in this so I did I, answer I, is I'm no equal opportunities I'll give any magazine a go uh, I love to say I didn't find any crack in the, in the church magazine but uh, you yeah. think you think because the bible has a fair amount to say and obviously so you think that, that that would translate but clearly not no um, so so obviously you've been interested in in journalism and in print from a young age so how did it happen mm-hmm. for you how did you get your job I, you, I know you started um, off blogging first when blogging was wasn't you know every, and every yeah, man and, was, and their dog kind of thing. Yeah, yeah yeah when like I think when I started the blog like I, I people used to say what's a blog it was at that that point it was that yeah. early on and I it was um I just did it because when I left university and I, I was doing internships so I had I did one in Stellar I did one in 98FM and Spin I like I was kind of just bopping around and I the the whole time as well I had a, a part-time job to you know because the internships were unpaid money. <laughs> and yeah I need money so at one point I was doing two internships and my part-time job um, and also the blog now the blog wasn't in any way the way they are now, which is like super professional and really produced. Yeah. And, you know, it wasn't like that at all. It was just literally I'd download some mad looking pictures from We Heart It and put, you know, put a post together. But <laughs> it was um, it was actually the blog that got me my first column in the Irish Independent. So I was I used to write about all sorts. It was it was music. It was film. It was books. It was and a lot of it was beauty because I just had a natural interest in beauty. And I remember I did this big giant, and I mean like it took me days. I did this massive, massive mascara review and I went through, you know, budget, mid-range looks. I went through all the different ones that I had tried and I went into serious detail about the different mascaras. And I remember um, the Irish Independent Weekend magazine was looking for a beauty columnist at the time. I don't, I can't Dream remember. job. Yeah. Oh my God. Dream job. And um, Blonde Hennessy, who owns Folkster, uh, was doing some interior stuff with them at the time. And she read my blog and she liked it and she suggested me so uh, to, to the editor at the time, Yvonne. And so I, I literally owe my career to her. Uh, I really should send her some flowers, my God. But um, <laughs> she she suggested me and uh, and Yvonne got in, got in touch with me by email and she said, and it was so funny because I had never really dealt with editors before and um obviously since I have dealt with all of them so I know exactly but every at the time, one of I them was, yeah <laughs> literally yeah yeah um and at the time I was like who is this like I, I actually thought she had the wrong person because she got on to me and she said can you come into the Irish Independent offices on Monday at 1 p.m like there was no there was nothing else in the email like she could have wanted me that to clean wrong. the place yeah oh my god wrong. like I hadn't I she didn't she didn't elaborate like you know mm. and I I said I was like yeah absolutely like honestly she could <laughs> have there. been asking me to do anything and I was like yeah I'll be there so I went in and she said I'd like you to do a beauty column it's going to be you know 600 words and you're going to have to do this 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 and this is that okay and the, honestly the meeting lasted for about three and a half minutes and yeah. I left and I was I think I was I was actually dizzy I felt like somebody had put me on like a roller coaster um and I thought you had the wrong person I really did I thought like she's obviously got got this wrong because I was only 20 or yeah. maybe 20, 21, maybe. And, uh, but yeah, that was my first kind of beauty gig. And then 
while I was doing that, so I was doing that for a couple of years. And while I was doing that, then the job in New Magazine came up for staff. And I, I was still, I was doing, I like, I, when I think back, I was so lucky. I had a column in a national newspaper for, about beauty. And I was also working in GameStop part-time. Like I had <laughs> the most like bizarre combination of jobs. But I uh, then I applied for the U Magazine job and I uh, interviewed with um, the owner of Harmonia, Nora Casey, and uh, Jen Stevens, who was my first kind of proper editor um, on staff. And then uh, I got that job and that was my first kind of staff job at a mag and it, it went from there. It's gas, isn't it? Because I worked with Yvonne kind of a few years later. So I'd done my kiss and stellar tenure first. I'd been there for four, yeah. four and a half years. And I got that job by just sending a really our slick email which was great (laughs) (laughs) right person right day you know right clippings that I sent right time yeah Yeah, exactly and um and people always ask me it's the you know the the biggest question I'm sure you're the same that's asked like how do you get a job in the industry and I mean it's a lot harder these days but there are a lot Mm -hmm. more ways into it these days as well like you just yeah what I say to people is just feckin write just write I I don't care if it's for yourself like I was lucky that I had a a college column um about sex sex and the Mm -hmm. students and that was what I was able to send in as an example of my writing so yeah. all you need is an example even if it's self-published I don't care totally. what you know yeah. just write um, and yeah. but I, I then went into the endo exactly the same I got asked to come in and um, they were looking for a health cover or maternity cover or something for one of their supplements but I didn't even know that when I was asked to come in I met these two older men who were the editor and the, the managing editor and hadn't got a fucking clue what was going on and then I was put <laughs> sitting next to Yvonne uh, Yvonne Hogan a wonderful woman um, yeah. and she was editing weekend and then every see the thing with the Indo at the time was everyone was kind of chopping and changing there was lots of new supplements and mm-hmm. I ended up editing a feckin' fitness supplement which was hilarious it was all about running and like I had the times for like local runs in it every week <laughs> it was it was <laughs> lovely um, and an eye opener but yeah then I was there for like two and a half years I met my husband there I got to create a new magazine and like everything is is different again in there now like it's it's yeah. just kind of the the industry has changed so much over the past few years and totally. um it was an amazing you know experience and Jesus you were very lucky to just not even get a trial she was just like I want you to do this yeah I think because she had read my blog and I, I mean yeah. like the the like you said I set that up I I had no intention with that you know because at the time yeah there was no career path from blogging like there is now like that wasn't a viable route to any sort of uh income so when I set it up my my only goal with that was to write like I just wanted a a place where I could self-publish and I could I I mean I didn't even have any intention of of trying to get an audience I just wanted to put it on the internet yeah yeah that's that's that is exactly I just wanted it up there and to motivate myself and also to keep you you know the way if you don't practice you kind of lose the ability so I wanted to make sure I was fresh and you know keep it going and and also it gave me like I think if it helped me at the risk of sounding totally like cliched it helped me build my voice and develop what I wanted what my voice was for for writing and uh, it also allowed me a lot of freedom because when you when you have a blog, as we all know, both good and bad, you don't have an editor. So yes. you can write whatever you want in whatever <laughs> tone of voice you want and you can say all sorts of mad stuff. So yeah. and and it, it made it just it gave me the freedom to be completely honest. And, you know, I think when she when she went on and read it, I like I would always pride myself on, you know, good spelling and grammar and that kind of thing. Yes. And I think she thought, OK, well, she, she's not completely 
you know, yeah, useless like, here. She can write like a weekly magazine you don't want to have to worry about like having to feckin' correct people's grammar like you yeah. are and you always yeah. have been a consummate sub and a consummate grammar nerd if, if I may say so because Absolutely. you are yeah. and I, I, I am too but uh, like I, I mean that means a lot when you can actually prove that you're very literate yeah it's ridiculous no that's so true and like the thing is and and this is a piece of advice that I tend to give if anyone ever asks me about getting into journalism in any way whether it's magazines newspapers whatever it's the the biggest thing to know is that editors want an easier life. Absolutely. So if, if you can give them clean copy, if you can give them something that they don't have to run through a spell check or a grammar check or a syntax check or yeah. they don't have to spend ages, you know, putting in italics or yeah. yeah. Like those those things editors want clean copy and I'm convinced it's my ability to deliver clean copy, not necessarily good copy, because I mean, I always say Laura Kennedy delivers good copy. I deliver clean copy. <laughs> and You can deliver like, both, I'm sure. N- no, but I, I mean, I don't consider myself necessarily the best writer, but I know I can deliver reliable, clean copy. And that's half the battle. So it is that's, half the, the, battle, that's, honestly. that's the advice I always give to people. You don't even have to be that good. No, you know, you have to be reliable. Is- and you have to have ideas like editors yeah, don't want to yeah, spoon feed or drip feed you anything if you come to them and you say I have this great idea and I can execute it yeah. you're, you're golden like that's it yes and, 100% you know if things have to be moved around or you know you have to rewrite the intro or whatever that's fine yeah. like that's all yeah. learning and and yeah so young journalists out there first of all write second of all be as literate as you possibly can be yeah. and third of all be brimming with ideas and that some yeah. people can find that really intimidating but I think ideas have always been my strength even when I was yeah, you know, yeah. only learning how to format things. I could still mm-hmm. show them the idea and I could show them the, how the page would look in my mind. And I think that that's what I really missed when I wasn't working in print as often mm-hmm. was, yeah. was the look of it and the feel of I, it. Yeah. Because that is I so really, important. Yeah. That's, I so miss that from editing. And I, I actually think over the course of my career, I realised that I might not be the best Edit, uh, writer but I I think I am a good editor and I think it's I hope it's okay that I say that but I I don't think necessarily that like my writing is the the most you know sparkling there is but I I think I can take ideas and go in the right direction and with make them, them and happen I, yeah and I also think when you know I'm given copy I can put the put the polish on it that makes it the best copy it could be and yeah I like that's I that's what I so enjoy and I mean this is like such a many people think it's a really really boring thing but I absolutely adore subbing so like I for a for about three years there when I was freelance or I mean I'm still freelance but well, you know I was working for Irish Tatler and I was doing beauty uh, bits for them like every issue I'd do you know two or three pages of, of beauty content but while I was doing that I was also going in there into their office and subbing for the for print week so I'd go in on the for maybe the last three days of print and I'd literally just sub every single page of the mag and that brought me so much joy. Like I yeah. adore finding like an errant apostrophe or a, something that hasn't been italicized or like <laughs> I absolutely love and not even like I love that really, really technical sub, you know, the sub where you're like making sure all the quotes are correctly formatted and making sure that no widows. Um, oh no widows no orphans making sure that all the uh, you know like all the latin <laughs> phrases are in italics i just yeah. absolutely live for that this so, is so funny I, because i'm the opposite i hate subbing i fucking okay. hate it 
brilliant. We'd so make a fantastic team. So if we combined team. our powers, yeah, <laughs> Jesus, Lord knows what we could do. Um, I, yeah, maybe I we should. I, I hate it. Like, I love writing. I, lo- I love coming up with headlines and, and subheads and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the actual formality, and I love looking at the page as a whole. You know, I yeah. love kind of messing with fonts. My art director, Katie, and I nearly kill each other. Well, less so these days. <laughs> we used to kill each other about fonts. Um, yeah. But yeah, the actual nitty gritty, I just find my eyes glazing over, which is terrible. But that's why subeditors are so important. So anyway, we're getting so very important. technical here. We are. <laughs> or, or since yeah. the widows are literally just words to hang off the page. And like, you know, <laughs> you, you, nobody will care. Let's talk about no, beauty. No, <laughs> you and I can beauty. geek out another time about about something. But yes, beauty. So obviously you got your, your journalistic start with beauty and it's something that's kind of stuck with you throughout your whole career, right? Yeah. Yeah, it has. And like every role I went into, so like when I took the U Magazine role, it was a staff editor role. So I was doing a range of things. So I did the yeah. sex page for, for the whole time I was there. I did health bits. I did n- news bits. I did a kind of a, a rate of things. That's, but that's my, Ireland. Like everyone was yeah, no, here. Like, yeah, <laughs> I, I, I heard, I've heard you saying that so many times before that like if people in UK or, or US yeah. magazines came to Ireland and were like, hang on, you do how many jobs? And they'd be so um, fucking freaked out. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. They'd quit on the spot. But they would. Uh, so I did loads of bits, but my, my primary kind of responsibility were the beauty page. And so that was, um, I really, really like got so in depth into it because I had to fill, like, I mean, the magazine used to be a lot of pages and we'd have to fill a lot of beauty because beauty were, you know, they're, people are so interested in it and so passionate about it. So we had a and lot of beauty pages. it's still so important. Like you'll see magazines mm. like like UK Glamour, which ceased printing regularly, but they they still have a beauty focus whenever they do print yeah. now. Um, yeah. Because that's what people want. It's kind of undeniable. You can kind of get most other things on the internet, but be- in-depth authoritative beauty chat is still something that's that's not so commonly found and that, that is still kind of an expert trade, if you will. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of magazines as well that I've noticed that have put, so it used to be that uh, the the kind of general layout of the magazine would start off with a bit of kind of general bits and pieces. Then it would go into like a significant chunk of fashion. Then it might do health and wellness. Then there'd be a beauty section and then there'd be like, you know, the horoscopes and the features kind of towards the end. But a lot of mags have now swapped it around. So the beauty comes first or there's a beauty element early doors, which I think is just shows how, you know, how much people are interested, how how kind of people still really turn to print for their their like authority on beauty. I think that's really uh, important. With with Kiss back in the day, like and obviously oftentimes you learn things from the teenagers. But like I learned how to do how to create magazines from from working on Kiss because what the teenagers always wanted was always cutting edge. You know, they were never, yeah. and you had to give them what they wanted or they were very yeah. vocal about it. So we always had beauty pages up the front in Kiss. And Kiss was the kind of place that like I was literally, because there weren't um, like high res product shots back then or, or mm-hmm. you know, smushes and, and all of that sort of thing. So I was down on my hands and knees chopping up yeah, I have my own tools like and I don't think anybody does that anymore and no. if they do it's kind of brand led and, and then yeah, the journalists will get that yeah. fed down but that, that was a that huge used part to feel of like I, I used to do that and, and do, do little photo shoots and, and make kind of flat lays with beauty products and it yeah. used to feel like war crime smashing oh up God, all those crying. lipsticks oh my crying. God you'd be a bit I used to try <laughs> and, and salvage stuff so yeah, I. Oh like the my amount God. of times I'd like scrape a lipstick into a Ziploc bag and try and totally. use it. Like I used to have one of those 
those uh, Mac artists palettes that have like oh, they're yeah. almost like a pillbox, and yes. I used to scrape yeah. lipsticks into there. The worst mm-hmm. part for me was always wrecking Benefit box of powders. So yeah. you'd have to in order God. you'd have to really wreck them because they're really super glued in, and like it was yeah. worth it when you saw the beautiful pictures on the page. Like I'm still really proud of of totally, that kind yeah. of element of my portfolio, yeah. but it's kind of yeah, it's kind of a lost art now because it was really oh, hard. And I, I did I had tools like from the arts and crafts hobby shop to like yeah. be able to expertly smush a lipstick because it's harder yeah. than you think. But <laughs> it so is, it obviously, is. you're you're as into beauty as I am, obviously, and you've been it's been a part of your professional and personal life. And you've also got to like, I presume, travel the world for beauty and meet really amazing people and try everything. So yeah. I mean you're you're you can call yourself an authority for over a decade of this now at this point. I right? hope so. I really hope yeah. so. If I can't like what have I been doing? <laughs> well that's, no. but I think a lot of people just listen to makeup artists. And yeah. that's great, but it's a very different job. Like they're totally, trying yeah. everything as you know as an artist and yeah. we're trying yeah. everything as as a pleb essentially. As a, as a normal <laughs> person. Yeah. But I, I also kind of think have our like, preferences. Beauty editors in a way are like they have the bird's eye view on the industry. So they're kind totally. of Makeup artists have one aspect and then, you know, people who work on counters have another aspect and people who are in the kind of marketing side have another aspect. And But beauty editors kind of see the ins and outs and the inner workings of a, a, a bigger, yeah, a bigger kind of cross section of beauty stuff. So I think, you know, we, we might not be masters at any element. Like I could never say I'm a makeup artist, but I have done a few, you know, courses and things like that. I could yeah. never say that I'm, you know, a skin scientist, but I I have a fairly decent grasp on on skincare and the, the, the workings of it. And I could never say, you know, I'm a complete expert on hair care, but I would know a lot of things. So you kind of you're kind of a jack of all trades master of none when you're a beauty editor and totally and it's an education and I don't think people understand that like I've literally interviewed countless people at the yeah. top of their game across and like I do find myself doing skincare consultations for my friends and family which I love all the time I'm not, yeah I'm not all the time qualified on paper but I fucking know what I'm talking about you know yeah yeah I do point. yeah that's one so. of my favorite things to do I do that the whole time and I actually one of the things I love to do is I'll have someone you know someone will say to me I'm I'm looking for a new whatever you know mascara and I'll say okay right bring me over your makeup bag and we'll go through and we'll see you know and they'll leave with five things gone into the bin and then a list of five things to buy that to would buy. be better for yeah. their skin or you know and I kind of do a, a beauty bag edit for for my friends and family oh, which I love I that love I love it and <laughs> I really enjoy it and it just goes to show if you're willing to do that sort of stuff in your free time for free you, you it's obviously it. a passion yeah yes absolutely okay so tell me about your own beauty bag right so I mean you said you were having trouble whittling down six or seven yeah. products so what was the first one what was the non-negotiable it was going on the list okay well the first First thing I wrote down was P50. Um, so Biologique Recherche is a fran- French skincare brand. Um, they're kind of under the radar a little bit. And they, they, are. Yeah. they have like one of the things that really drew me to the brand before I had actually tried the product and found out how um, effective they are. Uh, they I remember meeting with someone, a representative from the brand years ago and them saying to me that, you know, they have all these celebrity clients. And I was thinking, well, why don't you talk about them? Shout and they said they them, actually, yeah. yeah. And they said to me, they were like, no, we, we don't, we don't need, well, we don't need to shout about them, but also we don't want to be that brand that's, you know, well, Victoria Beckham uses our blah, blah, blah. We just want, you know, our products to completely speak for themselves. And so I was intrigued and they gave me, they gave me the P50 lotion to try. And it's, it's, I mean, when I try to explain it to people, particularly when people aren't really 
up on skincare it's very hard to to, to describe what p50 is and it yeah. it, it kind of goes in the place of a toner but it's actually not really a toner but it does things like it balances the ph of your skin and it and it kind of um it's got some kind of exfoliating chemical exfoliating properties and it brightens and it kind of preps your skin i always kind of feel like it preps your skin to it it makes your skin the best possible way to accept whatever else you put on it do you know so like right after i cleanse um my face is completely clean and i wipe it with a, a lukewarm face cloth i pat the p50 onto my skin and then on goes my serums or my active ingredients or whatever my retinols whatever it is that I'm putting onto my face and I just feel as though and I mean it's it's proven itself time and time again p50 has just it makes everything else more effective and it does have its own kind of functionality as well and so my skin has just improved massively since I started using it and it's one of those things the reason it was the first thing I put down is because it's the only thing in my skincare routine because you know you know yourself we get sent we're very lucky we get sent a lot of skincare products so a lot of every kind of product but skincare in particular and there are so many products out there and that is the one that is non-negotiable so I I will change my serums I'll change my moisturizers I'll change my SPFs I'll change my eye creams but p50 is something that is always on my shelf it always travels with me and I never go a day without it so I love that okay yeah there are four different types of it, right? So are you just yeah. straight up lotion P50? I'm, yeah, straight up lotion P50. There are times where I'll go to P50W, uh, but generally it's just the straight up P50. Um, and it depends on how my skin is at the time. So um, Bilajik actually is a brand that uh, you have to get a consultation before you can use it because the actives are incredibly active so yeah. they they kind of want you to they, they, it kind of comes with an education piece so they want you to learn about the brand and learn about what the what the products are doing before you use them so when I go for a consultation or when I go for a facial uh, that and I tend to favor facials that use biologique research products when I go for them I ask them well which one should I be using at the minute how is my skin at the minute and they will always say well maybe go on to W or maybe go on to right. you know so they'll kind of uh, guide me um when I go in for my consultations um, okay. and that's actually something I think I, I appreciate that about the brand as well because they don't just sell you something and, and go go on there and now work away they really yeah. actually do want you to get the best of what they've made they really care about the efficacy of their product um, which well, I think you've, you've is convinced a good me. <laughs> oh, good. And, good. and Kathy Kelly um, have both talked about this now this season. So it's a brand that I'm going to have to do my research on and get involved with because um, there's nothing like fantastic skincare. Like you and I were no. talking on Twitter recently about my love for face wipes. I'm I'm yeah. just never going to change. But that people <laughs> mistake me. me. <laughs> well, people mistake me because they're like, you know, is that all you do? And I'm like, no. Obviously, I have a whole regime after yeah. it's just yeah. to get the makeup off, and yeah. I just find it the least way of doing it but like Nadia Elfredowski my my best friend who's a, a former makeup artist and has been on this podcast she just uses face wipes and her skin yeah. is flawless so I mean what works for different people you know everybody's oh, face no, is absolutely, different absolutely absolutely and, and that's that's the thing about skincare when someone says like I, I I get so many questions someone will say to me what serum do you recommend and I'm like for what well let's talk let's talk for <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to sit you down for an hour before exactly. I can figure out what serum to recommend it's so like <laughs> 
so complicated. It's so individual. It's so it's prescriptive. Like, like your, genuinely, oh God, it's so like a prescription. Yeah. So it really everybody is, it really knows is. that. <laughs> like there are some products yeah. that are kind of, you know, will work for most people. But yes, don't get like too caught up in what everyone else is doing is my because I always get messages from even from the girls in work being like, oh, I hear this is brilliant. And I'm like, well, it might not be brilliant for you, you know, for like, you. So yeah. And it, it, totally, it totally depends on the context of, of what, you know, what else you're using and, and yeah. what you what your what you what want your desired it. result is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, this is, I could literally talk to you for hours about all of this. <laughs> so tell me, what was your next kind of non-negotiable? Is there a makeup product that you're like, right, this is my number one? Yes. So I wrote down It Cosmetic CC Cream Foundation. Oh, yeah. So I've had over the years, I've had tons of foundations that I've loved. I really spent a very significant portion of my 20s only wearing Makeup Forever HD, which I mean, for my skin in my 20s was a complete dream. Uh, but now I'm into my 30s and my skin changed. My I actually, it's it changed. I came off the pill. I was on the pill since I was a teenager and I came off the pill in my, I think it was 29. And my hair and my skin oily. completely changed. Uh, complete, just, they just, they it, just not even oily. Oil. They just, it just, they did it at 180 and just were, were I didn't recognize my, my skin yeah. or my hair. So I had to change tack. And, and what I did was... I, you know, had been sent, whatever, I can't remember when it was, but I had been sent a load of foundations um, for a feature I was doing and I tried them all. And It Cosmetic CC Cream, since then, since I had tried that first sample, has not left my beauty bag. And again, I was, when I was trying to whittle my list of 945 products down <laughs> to six or seven, I I went with the ones that I would not be without. Yeah. And like the the thing that, kind of guide guided me was the ones I take away with me so anything that I would would like any essential that I would take away on a weekend away or on a holiday yeah. that's what I wrote down so CC cream it is such a lovely um and and when you, when I say CC cream to people they're like oh but that's not going to be good coverage and it's you know no, they, it they it, yeah it's full coverage um it's certainly medium to buildable if not full it depends on your skin I think um and it also has all the benefits of skincare um now look don't get me wrong you still have to use your skincare but it does it does benefit your face while it's there and oh yeah it just like gives, some foundations that actually are bad for your skin when they're on yeah, that, yeah not that, so many that take anymore away. yeah yeah no but there there are there are foundations that are stunning but they sit on your face and then you take them off whereas yeah. with with something like this there are like there's hyaluronic acid there's there, there are skincare aspects to it yes. that kind of yeah and then as well it has spf 50 now i would always still put spf on particularly same, like look, it's not the same it's not the same. It isn't the same. And it is, look, it's SPF 50, which is fantastic. But if you're going outside, even if it's overcast, a, a layer of SPF before you put on any cosmetics is essential, I think. Um, I think so. so. And I think it will really, in 20 years, see the benefits of this in a, that the yeah. generation before did not do. And we'll be laughing. Now, Absolutely. one thing that I don't do is put it on my hands. And Nebo Sullivan told me to put it on my hands because she's like, my hands are going to be so young looking in 25 that's years. A, that and is like, a top Shit. tip. It is a do you top know what, tip. though? Do you ever look at people like, um, I'm like, 
Diane Keaton or Celine Dion and they their faces and their necks have been facialed and lifted yeah. and yeah. Botoxed or whatever but their hands give away their, their real age it's Sarah yeah. Jessica Parker as well her ha- yeah. she has yeah. what she always calls ballerina hands I don't know what they're different about ballerina hands but yes they do so I'm actually I keep meaning but I've such I've oily I've oily everything I've clammy okay. hands so I hate putting anything on them I'll put yeah. beautiful oil and that's it but mm. I keep yeah I'm gonna have to start with the yeah, lashing the L SPF 50 on my hands as <laughs> well I I do always joke with like other beauty writers and stuff that like (laughs) my left hand is going to be age 20 (laughs) for its entire life and my right hand will every day because when I when you try something you put it onto your right hand and then you apply it you rub it into your the top of your left hand yeah if you're if obviously if you're right-handed so anytime I do that I'm like I look at my left hand and I'm thinking that's going to be there's there's not totally. a freckle there's not a there's wrinkle hundreds there's not a of line thousands of euros worth of samples on that hand absolutely like, yeah, absolutely hilarious. yeah oh my god so I'll, okay, have, so I'll have one hand that's 20 and the rest of me will be 65 I love it so we're actually running out of time because you're too interesting so we're gonna have oh, to Jesus. do a, a speedy Gonzalez okay, we'll go to you okay, okay so tell me <laughs> tell me have you got a mascara seeing as you've done intensive mascara research yes, is there one yes, that you always come back to Yes, and it is Perversion by Urban Decay. Um, okay. It's, it's a really fat bristle brush. Um, the, the actual formula itself is just tacky enough to kind of stick. It's not, I don't, I don't I'm not for these watery mascaras. I no, like it to kind of give a bit of, give a bit of something. And yeah. the key thing, it, Perversion is a stunning mascara. It gives a bit of length. It gives a bit of curl. It gives a bit of volume. It doesn't just give one or the other because frankly, I need all three. And yes. The, the the one thing I would say is I am a huge, huge fan. I don't really believe in primers for skincare necessarily. I think no. I think well done skin and foundation is fine. I think primer is probably a step that I would skip. But I really, really, really believe in mascara primers. So I use there there's a subversion, the name of it is Subversion by Urban Decay, and it is a white underneath layer love if you like undercoat yeah love a white undercoat so I put that on then I put on perversion and it is quite the combination like it amazing. is amazing stunning and okay, it's I'm gonna fantastic have to try that I've never, oh, no, I'm, do. It's, it'll change your life like it's so I've good and it doesn't huge, drop down yeah well that's the main thing no no uh, transferring onto the skin it's no. literally the worst um I've I like Lash Freak quite a lot it's quite new oh, yeah. but I've never been the biggest Urban Decay lover like I, I like all the I like their eyeshadows I like everything but I'm, I'm never like oh Urban Decay but like when people like you tell me stuff like that I'm like right I need to get back on it I need and to do you know like Urban Decay is a bit of a sleeper brand because I remember um I, I was I can't remember what I was doing but I was listing what was in my makeup bag at one point and it was Urban Decay Urban Decay Urban Decay that's and it, me, it snuck up on yeah, me it snuck me up on me Benefit Benefit mm. I'm, I'm like oh yeah okay oh yeah Benefit oh shit okay <laughs> I obviously really like yeah. them but they'd never yeah. it'd never be at the forefront of my mind okay no. tell me another product that you can't live without Okay, so uh, in in cosmetic terms, I'll stick with cosmetics for for a minute. So I I really have very very strong feelings about the difference between bronzer and contour, yes. and I feel like it's something that a very very vast majority of people kind Don't of get know. wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I have found what I consider to be the best contour product. So. Uh, Rihanna's line Fenty Beauty um, she has these matchsticks things um, and she had, there, there's there's ones that are for blush there are ones that are bronzer there are ones that you could potentially use for concealer or foundation but there's a shade called Amber and it is for my colour skin 
It is the best um, contour shade. It is kind of a cool yeah, cool for shade. contour. That's cool people for don't realize. Cool for contour. Bronzer is warm. That's yeah. bronzer is designed to warm up your face. Contour is designed to sculpt it. And they go in different, different places. Bronzer yeah. goes where the sun hits, and and contour goes where there's shadow. Under your bones. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, and it's a cream <laughs> product, and it it's really really easy to blend, and it stays where it is. It's just it's an all rounder. Like I just think it takes all the boxes when you're thinking about contour, and it's really handy to use as well because it's in a kind of a stick formation. So they're it's magnetic, incredibly, they? they're magnetic as well. Yeah, it's yeah. incredibly easy to lash on because sometimes I think the concept of contouring scares people because they see absolutely they see the know, tiger on faces it, on the internet and they go exactly. Ah. I yeah. I blame Kim Kardashian, but they they <laughs> don't it, you don't just, you say anything about my girlfriend. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry, <laughs> but they do. It, it's really easy to just lash on and blend. Um, which and just on that topic, I blend everything that goes onto my face with a blank canvas F20 brush. I just think they're spectacular. I love a brush. What's my favorite blank canvas? Hang on, it's here in front of me. Is this the big fat fella? Yeah, yeah I have a special, a special edition. <laughs> I have a sparkly one, but yeah, the big fat fella. Everything yeah. it gives better coverage to foundation, like everything, absolutely like, everything. Because yeah. I use sculpted by Amy, just pretty much religiously, and um, the mm-hmm. matte one. And I stippled it on the other day with a stippling brush because I didn't bring the big fat fella away with me, and right. I was like, "This is so sheer. What what's happening? Like, what's going so on? Yeah, the, the tools make so like we need. I need to do a massive tools feature because they make so much difference. Like people really severely underestimate their tools. Huge, huge difference. Which is very silly. Okay, we only have time for one more product. So pick your golden child. Oh Jesus. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know if the, I don't know if this is allowed, but I really feel strongly about it. So I'm gonna say. Okay. Go on. Botox. Yes, bitch. And, oh my and, god, I was gonna ask you if you'd had it, yeah. but I felt like that might be too personal. No, and the reason the reason I say it is because I really feel that if you in any way are beauty industry adjacent if you Mm -hmm. are promoting beauty products in any way whether that's as an influencer a blogger as a journalist as just any you know a person on Instagram if you are promoting skincare and if you are talking about how to improve your skin and using this product and using that product and brightening and thing and you don't disclose that you also have have had Botox I just think that's incredibly disingenuous and I think that Botox is such a skin game changer and it does so much for your skin that I if you don't say it yeah like if you don't say it you're you're tra- you're you know I can't in good faith recommend a 90 euro serum to someone and then them expect to have no wrinkles on their forehead just like yeah. I don't because that's <laughs> yeah. not you know that, that's so not true. realistic and- and I've spoken to other people about this and some people feel that if they disclose or if they talk about the fact that they have had Botox or they want Botox or anything to do with it, that it's encouraging other people and making other people think that they need it. And I get yes. that to a point, but I'm also like, then don't be paid to advertise or, you know, or talk about anything else if you're not admitting yeah. it. And Laura Kendall, we spoke about her earlier. Anything. Yeah. yeah, she was on the other day doing a whole big in-depth chat about it and saying like, there is, and this is Bible, as the Kardashians say, there is no beauty product out there that will mimic the effects of Botox. It is a nope. paralytic. And now before I used to only use that word when talking about getting drunk. But yeah. it, <laughs> yeah. it literally paralyzes your facial muscle and yes. thus reduces the appearance of wrinkles. It's why they're called yeah. anti-wrinkle injections. And I'm with you on that 100%. Like my serums no are about like skin it. health and about the glow and about yeah. not being spotty in my case. Other people, mm-hmm. it's about not being dry. Botox is a different 
thing entirely and yeah. I've had it done badly and I've had it done well and at the moment it's done well and I'm mad about myself yeah living for it and that's the thing like I uh, like I'm totally mad about myself at the minute because I've had it recently done and yeah. I believe me while I was pregnant because you can't get it done when you're pregnant I didn't recognize myself because I was like who is that woman and why has she got a big bump and loads of wrinkles and it just uh, when I, go, oh, I when I was totally able relate. to go back and get it done it was um it just it, it really is a game changer and I think as well I always say age and I would never like like Laura was saying by talking about it you're not pushing people into it like everyone has their own agency you're allowed to make up your mind about these things but I also think age doesn't really you know people say to me I'm 35 is that too young or too whatever it doesn't come into it it's It's your your face face. it's literally (laughs) just about your face if you have lines that you're self-conscious about and it would make you better or make you feel better to get it done your body your choice get your Botox and if if it it wouldn't make a difference then leave it off it's not essential I got an email from a reader the other day because we did a, mm. a Botox 101 thing and she was annoyed that we'd said like losing your Botox virginity because she was like, it's not a rite of passage. You don't have to get it done. And mm. I was like, that's true. Absolutely. None, you yeah. don't have to do anything that we say in the no. mouth. You know, no. nothing. It's it's all just for you to take and think about. And we're not pushing anything. We're not getting paid to promote it. It's just yeah. something that a lot of people do. and really like myself included. Yeah. And yeah. as always, do your fucking research. Go exactly. to a reputable place. Don't go um, to the salon down the road that does no. hair and nails. First Don't and get a group and then bring on someone deal. In. No. no. Do, do they even exist? I hope not. They they do, and people have Botox parties and stuff, which I just That's think tough. I'm like danger. Do not do that. You've well, only got Patrick, one face. Patrick and I were talking. Producer Patrick and I were talking, joking about having a Botox and burgers party in the office. That's <laughs> kind of different. Like uh, they did that on Selling Sunset, didn't they? Isn't that what that was from? Oh gosh, Jesus. So funny. no. But, I, I need to. to um, I need to say before we go because I know we're we're wrapping up. But I really there's a, there's a, a discovery I found recently, and it would be remiss of me not to tell all the listeners of the Glow Up okay, about this product. Um, so there's a there's a British brand and called Refi Beauty, and okay. what they they kind of so it's R E F Y. They kind of um, they do a lot of different things, but they specialize in in brows. And I'm a big brow gal I'm, I'm a fan of a good brow and I really appreciate a good brow and they they have a lovely brow pencil and a lovely pomade and they've got lovely bits going on but their brow gel and I I don't really want to say gel because it's not quite a gel but their brow setting product basically is the best that I have ever used hands down that. nothing can compete and I don't think I'll ever stop buying it I've bought like four bottles so far just to have them in stock and it's Sometimes kind of do you ever Sorry. get jaded trying new things? You're like, oh, another feckin' brow product. And then you yes. try something that changes your life. And oh you're like, my God, oh, yeah. it's worth it to keep trying for totally. these ones that yeah. change your life. And it's yeah. the best feeling in the world because like that you do, like we we try a lot of stuff. So like the volume of th- things that you'd be trying, you know, it's a it's a constant stream and it's so yes. saturated. So and when so you do find something. Well. Oh my yeah. God, so many Swizzes. So when you find something that you're like, this is genuinely spectacular. Yeah. So I really, really wanted to tell you about that and I definitely Amazing. should buy it. So, because I know you care about a brow as well. And oh, I, I care about a brow. It's I kind of, yeah, it's, it, sorry, I was just going to say, it's kind of pritt sticky in texture. That's Ooh. the kind of vibe you're going for. Like, like drag queen vibes. That's what Kind of, yeah. And, but because they the literally thing is, pritt stick their brows down. Like I'm fascinated by they that. They do, they do. And it, but it's, it's not like, the, the kind of the thing I'm always after is something that will hold them but not make them crunchy and this yes. is the it's the exact thing that you want it's the it's just the, the brow dream so I think okay definitely, I'm getting it I'm buying it right yeah. now 
do. I Thank think you should. <laughs> no problem. But Ashling, I literally could have spoken to you for about six hours. And I think whenever I see you, we do always end up talking shite yes. about beauty for hours <laughs> yeah. and hours. So thank you so much for being my guest. I can't believe it's taken me this long. And I'm sure I'll have you back if you're willing to talk more in the Well, future. I mean, look, I'll come back tomorrow if you want. I could. T- yeah. I literally could talk about this stuff all day. So thank Sorry, you so Lydia, much I for want, having I me. want your ma to talk about <laughs> beauty for the next few weeks. So Full-time mother, so part-time much. beauty podcaster. Uh, <laughs> thanks so much. Thank you. So before we go, another thanks to our wonderful sponsors, Ellie Sable Parfum. This year marks 10 years since the iconic designer launched his first fragrance, inspired by the Mediterranean garden of his family. And 10 years on, they've teamed up with UNICEF to support integrated education and well-being for vulnerable girls in the Lebanon, which is amazing. They'll be donating a contribution of all sales from this campaign to the program. And you can shop it at dpharmacy.ie. And I'll be back in a fortnight with another fabulous guest. Thanks for listening. 